Welcome to Reconstructed Faith, a podcast where we talk about truth you can build your life on. We hope to dive into the hard conversations of life and faith and seek out reasonable, substantive answers. My name is Colson Lechner, and I am joined by Chris Legg and Brent Starnes. This is Reconstructed Faith. Well, welcome back to the Reconstructed Faith podcast. My name is Colson Lechner, alongside my partners in crime, Bryn Starnes and Chris Legg. And guys, we are um, we are in our episode on politics and deconstruction, reconstruction, the church kind of thing. Um, and we are talking some more about terms and ideas and things that kind of come up in conversations when people are deconstructing their faith or... Um, thinking through things uh, in a very, what's the word, uh, an intentional way, mm-hmm. um, in a way that it might be more mature than they've been dealing with in the past, um, or even just more critical way. Critically thinking. And so we, mm-hmm. Yeah, critical thinking about, <laughs> uh, yeah, politics and, and... Defining terms so that yeah. it's, because there's so many terms that get thrown around Mm-hmm. And redefined every time they're used. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. So, so we in in the past episode we talked about kind of liberal, progressive, um, conservative, um, and today, I we we want to talk about nationalism and patriotism. Uh, what does the Bible say about these things? Um, but before we jump into that, Chris, I wanted to ask you specifically. Yeah. Um, let's just define. You know, we talked about kind of a light, a right leaning, a left leaning conservative kind of things. What are we, right. what do we mean when, when we hear, or what do people typically mean when we, they say the radical left or far right, alt right, <laughs> well, or one, radical right? I just feel like I hear the word, and maybe this is the echo chamber that I live in. I just hear a lot of <laughs> far, far left, far left, or not far left, alt right. uh, radical left. Yeah, exactly. Far radical alt left, alt right. Alt right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So as I remember correctly, uh, hopefully if I get this wrong, someone will let us know, but yeah. is that in French politics and French, I don't know if it was called the parliament, but it was in the French, in the French legislator, they set to the right or to the left, depending on their perspective. Oh. And the more conservative oriented went to the set on the right side and the more liberal mindset had set on the left side. And this began the process of us referring to more liberally minded political views as being left and more conservatively minded political views as being right. Okay. Um, and so then what you have now, one answer to this, which is actually, I would guess 90% of the time, what people mean is that um, uh, extreme or radical or fundamental or, you know, whatever leftists, um, what that means is they are further to the left than me. <laughs> um, and alt-right, extreme right, or whatever. Or maybe even further further left than I think is reasonable. <laughs> yeah, Maybe that's it. Maybe it's that's like, even a nicer way to say it. Like, well, it's even, cause I think people would say, yeah, they're more conservative or liberal than me. But when they use those terms, it's like they're trying to communicate something about the stance. Right. And so it's, it is a, what they will, what sometimes people will say is the extreme one direction uh-huh. or the other. Well, you might be in a population that's like, wow, that's, I guess I'm extreme then like that's a they've they've lumped in certain views with a perspective 
And then they say, then they call that extreme. And I think a lot of times that's just political maneuvering mm-hmm. um, is you want in, in, in the political world, you want to make your opponent sound like the extremist and you're the rational middle of the road, right. reasonable person. And the straw man yeah. argument like we had talked yes, about as well. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think a vast majority of the time that is, that is what's going on mm-hmm. is, is they're just, uh, I'm trying to label my opponent with something that will hurt them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so if someone refers to themselves as extreme right or extreme left, well, then all my ears will perk up and I will listen to what they say because I'd be interested to know what they mean by that. But it is intriguing how rarely people describe themselves as extreme one direction or another. Um, and so there's not a clear definition. There's not an accurate definition. There's it's certainly the not an agreed thing. upon one. That's right. It's mm-hmm. like we said in the last podcast, if you're driving faster than me, you're a maniac. If you're driving slower than me, then, you know, you're you're a snail. And so yeah. <laughs> um, and I think a lot of that plays in here. Okay. Um, uh, now, there is such a thing as the far right and the far left. And, and now as a psychologist, I would say that should be defined by how many standard deviations from the mean your views are. Um, but I just, but you know, 90 people of everyone who listens to us, all 90% of them just fell asleep when I said that. And so <laughs> um, it just means whatever the middle is going out about, about 48% in both directions from the middle is, is what would not, should not be considered extreme or alt, alternative or whatever the extremes are that the, the the most 2% the most extreme 2% on either end that's who deserves the title extreme mm-hmm. but i don't even know how you would define that yeah. and so <laughs> um, in america right now there's kind of the uh, the far left kind of has the antifa uh, the anti fascists but they shorten it to antifa um, and so they define themselves by being anti extreme right and then you've got the on the far right you have kind of the some of the, you know, white supremacists or whatever, and their, their perspectives on, on the, their, their view is kind of the far right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, it's, and it's funky in that a lot mm-hmm. of people draw politics now as a circle, not as a right and a left, but yeah. as a, at least as a horseshoe where the, the ends, uh-huh. the far right and the far left look pretty much identical when it comes to political philosophy is just who's in charge. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, they're both tyrannical. They're both extreme. They're both, you know, you know, tear oppressive down, oppressive and everything. Yeah. And so um, it's just who's getting oppressed is the only question. Okay. Um, and yeah. Anyway, okay. I think that that helps understand. Yeah. It, it is. One of the things we were talking about, you know, between was, I mean, the Bible does talk about, uh Without using these words, conservative, liberal, progressive, and of course, not surprisingly, it has a more uh, a more uh, subtle, if not sophisticated, understanding of these. Um, and when we talked about like women's role in ministry, or sexism in the Bible, or slavery in the Bible, or like we saw some that that some of what we would call ancient Hebrew scripture was very progressive for its time. Mm-hmm. Um, even the one way of understanding our creation account, the account in Genesis chapters one, two, and three, is a correction of Babylonian creation myth, mm. um, and which would make it, you know, more liberal, not conservative. It would make it a progressive. We're tearing down the Babylonian creation myth and showing how it really happened, where it wasn't mass chaos with with gods fighting against one another, and you know, God having to defeat the the orders of chaos. That instead it was an all-powerful, self-existent God who just speaks things. And it's very peaceful. I mean, the the, the seven days of creation described in Genesis 1, there's no 
turmoil. There's no mm-hmm. conflict. Well, in a sense, that's a liberalization of the original story that the Babylonians told of battle and fight and death and destruction. And most creation stories are that way. And anyway, so all that to say, it it is, it's, it's going to be, always be a perspective where you're coming from as to whether something should be defined as liberal or uh-huh. because the things that we call, like when we talked about slavery in the Bible, we call that, we would say extremely conservative, way, way back traditional perspective, paternalistic, et cetera. But in its time, it would have been seen as liberal and progressive. Mm. Um, and so that's, that helps us understand again, mm. your perspective has a lot to do with your views on those yeah. headings. And it's, it is a better communication tactic in general to not just use a term because it feels comfortable or because right. you've heard it or because it, it in most cases you need to know <laughs> what you're saying and how you're using it and even try to consider how someone's going to hear it to communicate right. well with them yeah. um, or not true. fall back on it because it communicates an emotion that you want to communicate. Yep. You know? Yeah. They've all got they've all got strengths and weaknesses. That's why they've existed for so long. There, yeah. we need we need all three ways of thinking to be engaged with in different ways. Yeah, and then but there are also toxic ways of dealing with any of them. And I don't yeah. I don't mean that as a social term. I mean in a literal like <laughs> things that will kill you. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, ways of engaging with all three of them. And so yeah. yeah, so it's it's good that we do. Um, but but as we're describing those in Christianity. If you're one of those people who walked who who is tempted to walk away from Christianity because it has become easy for you to just label Christians as fill in yeah. the blank, mm-hmm. well, that that you're not done dealing with God, yeah, because God certainly does not fall easily into any of those three political categories, uh-huh. um, and that's always a mistake. Is when we assign a political category to God or His Word, yeah, um, it's never going to work out. It's never going to be accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, he transcends those. By, by quite a margin. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's good. So, well, and as we're thinking about deconstruction, I know that Chris, you had brought up, okay, in this, in this conversation, it would be beneficial to talk about kind of nationalism versus patriotism or nationalism yeah. and patriotism. Can you tell us a little bit about one, why that was, why, why you think that that would be important for us to talk about? And then what are things within that conversation that are worth unpacking and we can yeah. unpack them? So I think, so part, there's a, there's an intriguing way of, of engaging with the conversation with these two words. And the reason I think it's important is because I, I've, I've heard, um, in recent, and as a government teacher, this stood out to me in recent times, suddenly people have started talking about nationalism and that's kind of an odd, it feels to me like that's a new, I mean, it's not like it's a new concept, but I feel like 10 years ago, if I'd have asked somebody, what does this mean? They wouldn't have known. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so, so nationalism has a, it can have a healthy version. It can have an unhealthy version. Yeah. But nationalism just means to, to emphasize, to identify with your own nation and support its interests, which by that standard is not necessarily evil or bad. When as a nation, you have to make decisions. Okay. What, what, who do we make trades with? How do we make tariffs? How do we decide international relationships? How do we, you know, these, these type of conversations? Well, yeah, the, the interests of the nation that you represent should matter. So we would, we would want a, an aspect of that 
in our government. Right. You want your politicians yeah, yeah, yeah. to have at least some concept of nationalism. Uh-huh. Um, now, that is a more nationalism is a more conservative mindset. Okay. A more liberal mindset is focused focusing on the individual, not just as a citizen. Okay. So this is part of why one of the battles that happens in America is over like immigration and things like that is because is the is the immigrant do they get the same freedoms as individuals as a citizen does? Mm-hmm. And this is a battle that's been going on again. That fight's been going on for a mm-hmm. long time. That's why you know but there are a bunch of Hebrew laws about how you treat sojourners and immigrants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, how they were supposed to. But at the same time, there was still a national interest. Now, where it's dangerous is when nationalism becomes this the identification and support for one's own nation at the exclusion or even worse, the detriment of other nations. So it becomes, we don't care about anybody but us. Mm-hmm. You're not right. one of us, so you get no consideration. Um, and that's a... Like that said, that becomes a problem. Well, part of part of what makes nationalism an easy target is because it's it's part of the connected to the Nazism. Nazism was a socialist nationalist movement, and uh, that's actually where two of the words come from. So, a, a nationalist movement, a socialist movement, is that's what Nazism was. Anything you can in America today connect to Nazism, oh yeah, well. <laughs> you, it's done. Like it's like uh. you, if you can successfully link it to. Nazism. Of course, there's a healthy version that our government should have of nationalism. But right now, what we're hearing more and more linked together is, go ahead. Christian nationalism. Christian nationalism. Yeah. Which feels icky. Oh, it should. So as Christians, what is, is, is America our priority? And, and I don't see that as a biblical thing, Mm. right? Like we don't, Though we might want our government and and to be considerate of the national interests when they have to compete with interests with other uh-huh. nations, sure. But can you imagine a missions organization saying, uh, hey, in the name of Jesus Christ, we don't need to worry about people over there because they aren't American? Mm. Well, like, no. I mean, that would just make... Uh, clearly, that's unbiblical and unsound yeah. and ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And so... I prefer my nation because I'm a Christian. Well, no, that would never. I may prefer my nation because I'm an American. At least I want yeah. my national interests, the interests of my nation taken into consideration. But to say, as a Christian, I now prefer my nation. Those do not, that does not compute. Do you think that comes from the founding of America where people associate because a lot of the founding fathers had a more Judeo-Christian ethic. Like a lot of, we, we associate the founding of America as like more godly than the founding of other countries or like, where does that come from? You know what I'm saying? Like, where does the idea that being, what is and maybe that's too far of a rabbit trail, but like the root of Christian nationalism of like why we would think that that is acceptable. Yeah. I don't, I don't, would be interesting to know is whether anybody thinks it's acceptable. Yeah. I feel like this is one of those that it's a label that's been placed by opponents, not a label that's been embraced. But I think are there people who, there who are embrace Christian it. nationalism who I say, th- maybe not in the term, but I, right. I think people would say, you know, to be a good Christian, you also need to support America. Like, I think there are people who would say that, right? Probably. I mean, but I, I was just think saying, I Napoleon. wonder. <laughs> I mean, but I, I do, I don't know anyone personally, but that, 
But I do feel like if you have an incorrect view of Christianity, right, and that is bound up in this, like a higher hope of that link it that's mm-hmm. saying right. being a good Christian means you should be a good American or. And yeah, and so the, obviously, anytime you link anything to Christian faith, you're you're in, on dangerous ground, right? Yeah, yeah, that's um, not supposed to be linked, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We wanna, do we need to pause? We can, but I. I mean, you finish your thought. Okay, sorry. Um, that's right. We got make sure and find that one. Got to edit that one later. Yeah, yeah. Make a note of it. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. <laughs> um, okay, so. Um, this is the distinction. So I think what you would have is you might have Christians rightly connecting. We should honor, respect, and follow our government or respect our government because the Bible says to. Mm-hmm. I could see that being a conversation because that's clear in Romans 13. And we'll unpack that in a, in one of these episodes, I'm mm-hmm. sure. Um, maybe Maybe it's a confusion between even nationalism and patriotism which mm. we talked about. So patriotism means devotion and support for one's country. Um, being proud, so to speak. I don't mean pride, just being pleased with with where you're from. Mm. And that's not unbiblical to say, yeah, I'm, I, I like America. I, I am devoted to America. I support my nation. National zeal is something that is certainly honored among the Jewish people. Mm-hmm. The, the, I don't think that's a negative that we would be zealous for being American. I, I think that that's neither here nor there though, when it comes to, right. It's not a necessity yeah. of being a Christian is to no. be a, no, now, you, and where we, where American. we, where we would find that breakdown is if you're zealous to be an American over your zeal for being a follower and absolutely child of God. Yes. Yeah. Anytime you seek first something other than right. God's kingdom, you've, you're practicing idolatry as yeah. a Christian or saying that because you're a Christian, you need to be proud to be an American. Yeah. That, that again, so one mindset of nationalism, and maybe this is what people are saying, is mm-hmm. that um, is that the difference between um, I'm a na- I'm nationalist, meaning I want my government to look after its own interests. I'm nationalist as in there is something innately superior mm. to Americans, or there's something yeah. innately superior to America. And what you would do is the I think the Christian perspective would be always the case. There are principles that we like and support and approve of. And any nation that that honors those characteristics, that honors those traits, that honors those justice for yeah. all, for example, is a great, that's a very Christian, strongly Christian virtue is justice for all people. Uh-huh. And so we've not always practiced it. We've not always nailed it. But that clearly is a biblical principle that, that God honors and commands and, and instructs. But that would be true no matter what the nation was that practiced that. Right. And early on, I think there... Maybe it's confusing to people that many of the founders, as you mentioned, did honor those same principles. Mm -hmm. But it's not America in and of itself that we honor. It's the principles that we would honor. Uh And America honored a lot of those principles in its creation. So there's a linkage there. But if America as a nation fails to honor those principles, then Christians would call that out Mm -hmm. and should. That's why... Christians were, though there were plenty of Christians involved in the uh, support of slavery, of antebellum slavery, which was clearly evil, as we d- unpacked in another podcast, 
there were also what ended slavery in America was largely Christian movements within Christian groups Mm -hmm. to end slavery because they recognized the hypocrisy and the error of that. And it was a principle that was not biblical. Right. And that's what Christians would always, you always think Christians would do within any culture is Mm -hmm. stand up for the Christian principles. Yeah. Um, And so, yeah, I think, I think what you have is this, I think what you, one part of the Christian national issue is, I don't know if anyone owns that versus Mm -hmm. they've had it assigned to them. Uh Um, Because it may be that after what I just said, that there would be people who would say I'm a Christian nationalist. Yeah. Um, When I'm, I am not by the, by whatever, by that definition. Uh um, I mean, I have to define it myself. I think of myself as a patriot. I'm, proud of America and America's principles and the good that America as a nation has done around the world. But I, but I also think if I had been born in Australia, I would be proud yeah. of the, the, whatever the Christian virtue, whatever the great virtues were of that nation. Or yeah. I mean, pick any nation. I would be proud of the virtues of that nation. Yeah. And I would be ashamed of and embarrassed and want to change the, the lack of virtues mm-hmm. just like I am here. Mm-hmm. Um, what you said is right. Where our principal principal identity as is a as a Christian over an American, and gosh, we're Texans. So yeah. I mean, our our identity as Texans usually Doubly, supersedes yeah. our even our identity as Americans, right? You know, but I think I think we have to be very aware and very careful. And I, I know where we're going to wrap this up when we do wrap it up is going to be in how bad a religion politics is. Mm-hmm. And, and any time, I mean, if you're, if you're tempted by Christian nationalism, you need to go back and reread mere Christianity by CS mm-hmm. Lewis. Um, we don't need to be linking anything to Christianity. Um, uh, it may be momentary that you're in support of something or another. Yeah. I even think there's a popularism. Maybe it's a Christian popularism, mm. which just means right now, probably that people support non-traditional candidates. Or mm. maybe there's a Christian exceptionalism that America is an exceptionally good place. Mm. Okay, um, it's interesting you say one. that. I remember um, shortly after, because so I I was a missionary kid, right. came back, uh, lived in Africa for a long time, and then when I graduated high school, came back, and I was at a a relatively small, or I, I would say relatively large Baptist church and heard an older man praying during a, you know, during a service and said, God, thank you that we live in the greatest country in the whole world. Right. And, um, I remember like really being put off by that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so, and I was like, I don't know if this is because I've lived somewhere where I really, I really enjoyed that. I love the yeah. people there and whatever. And so, yeah. And so I guess yeah, what is what is That's that? So is tough, that, isn't it? But is that like the? I mean, he was obviously was brought up loving America, right? You know, and so there are aspects that he feels, and I think a lot of people feel that there is some great things about America that, if you look, kind of comparing apples to apples, might look a whole lot better in one area than another. Yeah, um, and good in in the in America's favor. Is what right, I'm saying. Right. And yeah, so, exactly. I don't know. Is does that kind of lend itself to that elitist thinking? What it's I don't know, a, and it and is. I might be tracking off. No, that's gr- just, no, you're dead on. That's exactly I think what people experience is a. Uh, there is a sense in which you could defend the idea that there's there are exceptional things about America, and but again, as a Christian, I would say that's because of the principles upon which we were founded and the degree to which we follow those principles. Any nation. Mm-hmm would would be exceptional that tried to follow those. And we failed from the first moments. I mean, 
when you when you say all men are created equal and we count Africans as three fifth three fifths of a human, like mm. okay, we yeah. clearly yeah, swing and a miss there. I mean, that's yeah. like, and I don't mean that sound close. Like that's just evil, right? I mean, that's right, clearly right. that's hypocrisy. We claimed one thing and we chose something different, right? So from right off the bat, you see again, even in a even in a group of people attempting to try to establish something based on certain virtues and principles, they still failed immediately. Right. Um, and so I think, I think as Christians, we have a healthy, we should be able to have a healthy attitude of here's what's great about our country. And here's what is not great about our country. Mm-hmm. And I think we can, we should be able, I feels like we should be able to have those conversations maybe mm-hmm. because we're part of a kingdom that transcends this world entirely. Yeah. Oh, and well, and I was going to say, and we need to be careful not to equate those kingdoms because I, oh gosh, there's a lot of that when it comes to, because we've done some things that are according to scripture, right. it's God loves America above other countries or has somehow mm-hmm. shown wow, us favoritism yeah. um, instead of like you're saying, no, what are ways that we have, um, like followed Judeo-Christian ethic in the way that, that we've, or, you know, morals or right. things. And there are other countries that have also done that. <laughs> right. I feel like it, it's, it's, I'm going to try to look, I won't have time. Oliver Cromwell's grave, but it may not, it may not be, I may be totally getting this wrong. That, that says, um, many people claim that God is on their side, mm. but I wonder if God, would ask who is on his mm-hmm. or some version of that. I, mm. I certainly do not think that God is on America's side. Right. Uh, um, that's not how it works. It's like, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. Joshua in the desert. Yeah. I was going to say he <laughs> runs into the dude with the sword, you know, are you for us or for our enemies? And these neither. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You're asking the wrong question. Um, I represent God. Whose side are you on yeah. is the actual question. <laughs> and that's, but again, that's always going to be the case. I'm I, as a Patriot and as, someone who's, you know, had forefathers who died defending the freedoms of our country and plenty of friends and others who do. I, there's a patriotism that I experience about my state and my mm-hmm. nation. Um, but but those are linked to my state and my nation. And I think it's appropriate for Christians to have patriotism when it's appropriate. Uh-huh. Um, but but more importantly, and and not in this, it's not like, oh, to some degree, it is in every way though our identity is found fully in Christ and in his kingdom. And those are never to be equated right. with anything else. Uh-huh. They're always transcendent of everything else. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a healthy way to, and we need to learn how to have that conversation in a healthy way. Yeah. But I feel like, and, and back to the nationalism, I, something struck me. So I, here's another thing I think is happening with the phrase Christian nationalism, mm-hmm. just as a, just as a, I think, overtly political statement, is for years there has been a term called white nationalism. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's been, that actually has been embraced. embraced. There are people who refer to themselves as white nationalists, mm-hmm. who their philosophy is that America is for white people and that everyone else should be gone. Mm-hmm. And that, like it's, it's, the mo- it's these very perverse, backwards, um, wall-eyed perspectives on our nation mm-hmm. on things like ethnicity and race. And I mean, I don't know that there would be anything I would agree with their philosophy on. I think what's happened is that the opponents of sometimes the opponents of Christianity mm-hmm. want to link 
white nationalism and replace the word white and put in Christian, but still have it mean the same thing. Mm, As if all Christians are white nationalists. Mm-hmm. And um, but and and again, I I think what you have is there are some white nationalists who claim Christianity. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just they don't have any idea what they're talking about, mm-hmm. but they do that. And we've we've talked about that in the past right. as well. Yeah. Um, and again, now, what can we in the church do better? Well, we need to not be link making it so easy to link things like that. Right. Yeah. Um, that's a hypocris- hypocritical stance that I think uh, makes it really easy for people to link. Mm-hmm. Um, so in summary, do you want to go back and define nationalism versus patriotism? Just oh, briefly, since yeah, we kind of yeah. hit on both. Yeah. Um, so nationalism, I think I defined as a preference for the interests of your own nation. Mm-hmm. And whereas patriotism is a devotion to uh, your own nation, a celebration of your own nation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I mean, we celebrate the good things. And when you're a patriot, you celebrate the good things and you want to fix the bad things. Mm-hmm. When you're a nationalist, you want your nation to rise mm-hmm. and potentially even at the expense of other nations and even at the expense of the individual, by the way, that's, nationalism as a government principle is that the nation must succeed at the expense of everything or anyone else. Mm. Um, and so if, if individuals have to suffer for the sake of the nation to succeed, then that's what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and so that's a, you know, I, this is not what he meant when he said it, but a, a, a nationalist phrase would be, do not ask what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. Mm. Um, which of course, JFK, who was famous for saying that, he wasn't the first to say that, was no, he was not a nationalist. He right. was a liberal. And so he would have actually, his politics were actually kind of the opposite of that. But mm-hmm. in that moment, he wanted to make a point. Um, right. But that would be a, th- this isn't about you. Mm-hmm. This is about our nation. Yeah. Which is why the Third Reich, the meaning, the, the Reich meaning rule, mm-hmm. and meaning there were two Roman empires and Hitler wanted to create a third Roman empire. Um, that's why I use the symbolism of Rome and all that kind of stuff was, uh, was a nationalist mindset was mm-hmm. how does Germany rise at the expense of everybody else? Yeah. Um, even Germany's own citizens if necessary. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. even whole races of people. So nationalism is a dangerous political perspective. Patriotism is kind of an individual perspective. Mm-hmm. Am I a patriot or not? Nationalism is a, is a, it has a tiny, it has a role to be considered, but that's, but very minimal. And as Christians, like you're saying, we need to be really careful. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like linking those two. Yep. Great. And that's so helpful. that's good. Yeah. That, that hopefully that's those awesome. help us define those as well. Um, but we don't, again, as Christians, you're right, we don't want to link our Christian faith to a political perspective. Um, there will come alignments at times where two things come into alignment with one another, sometimes for a short period of time. And we always have to be careful not to, not to become the same thing. Yeah. Real quick, the, uh, the, you can look up online. uh, The, I think it's called the third team on the field by Tony Evans. Mm. Um, I've played it before, but uh, Tony Evans has several sermons where he references that, that you have the, he's referencing politics, how you have two political parties and they're never going to get along. What's because, in order for one of them to win, the other one must lose. And it's like a football game. Right. Um, in order for the Cowboys to win, the who did they lose to yesterday? 
Jacksonville. Jacksonville, yeah. Jaguars. Um, the Jaguars had to, in order for Cowboys to win, the Jaguars would have to lose. They can't both win or both lose by definition, the way the game was created, right? Mm-hmm. And that's true in the political parties. And so he talks about asking them to play nice is just a, don't count on that <laughs> because that's their whole job is not to play nice, right. it's to win, right? <laughs> So he says, so what, what is the role of Christians in that? How do we ever have a role in that? Well, the answer is there's a third team on the field of a football game, and that's the, the referees. And the refs stand independent. They're in the game. They're part of the game. They, they are right there in the midst of the game. But they, their final, their success or failure has nothing to do with whether the Cowboys win or the Jaguars win. It has to do with whether or not the rules are being followed. And if if one team is following the rules, then they get the support of the referees. Mm. If the other team is not following the rules, well, they don't get the support of the referees. And and the referees, he does this whole, you mean, you know, Tony Evans, you imagine Dr. Evans doing this whole, they've got their <laughs> own book and they've got their own boss and they've got their own, you know, and he does it so beautifully. But the idea being, listen, they have a different standard of success. They have mm. a different standard of what it means to win. They are not part of either team. Now, if you call it, what's funny is you call, you call a foul on one team, you call a foul on the Cowboys. And, and for a minute, the Jaguars think like, oh yeah, we're they're, they're on our side. No, no. They just <laughs> broke the rules. So we're calling them out and you followed the rules. So we're rewarding you. If, as soon as that switches, we'll throw a flag on you and reward them. Yeah. That's because, good. and it's, I think it's one of the greatest and it's, expressions. And it's independent of that's right. you. And yeah. by the way, both teams will pay anything to get you on their side. <laughs> He said, just watch. Mm, as, b- as Both teams will say anything. They will do anything. They will throw a huge fit. They will scream and cry. They will demand. They will, because they want you on their team more than anything else in the world. And he said, it's vitally important that we are never on either team. There are times when we seem to be on one team or the other. That's just because we think they're following the rules. Mm, that's um, good. So mm. I can't, I've it's never a found a analogy. better analogy. It's so yeah. good. Anyway, feel free to look it up. That'd be a good helpful. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Reconstructed Faith. If you enjoyed what you heard or were challenged, please leave us a review. It'll help other people find us. If you have questions or a topic you'd like to hear discussed, shoot me an email at info at southspring.org. Reconstructed Faith is a resource of South Spring Baptist Church. Remember, don't give up, trust God, search for answers.